And we're back. We're yes. back for an episode with the, the old unk, yes. the young nephew, yes. and Gonzalo, who's wearing a mustache. Yep. What are we uh, talking about today? This is one of my classic tricks, which is you send me a book, and then a couple weeks after, I say, we're going to talk about this book on the podcast. We're talking about a classic, a classic that has taken too long. Look at that, Apple Watch. I talked about false beliefs today, and I use Apple Watch as an example, Woo! which is right now false beliefs okay. are holding me All back right. from buying Apple Watch. Oh, you got it. But that's get for it. a separate. That's Look for that. some secret. Look at that. You got the young lion on the, the young cover. Young lion on the photos. Wow. Huh? Huh? 3:43 p.m., which means we got to rock. So we're gonna talk about one of the all-time classic, classic books <laughs> today, which is High Output Management. Why didn't you tell me that beforehand? Andy Grove. Because I, I think Spontaneous DC is my favorite DC. Uh, I want if you would have to, told me, I would have done Jumping Jack. Tell me why this is such a classic book to you. Let's, we, I, I got brought notes, it out. so. I brought it out. You uh, broke it out recently. Yeah, so Andy Grove, legendary CEO of Intel. Intel. Rest in peace, RIP, Andy yep. Grove. Yes. And if you read a lot of the books that we've talked about in the past, like Hard Thing About Hard Things from the homie, Ben Horowitz, yeah. if you read some of the early tales of the coach mm-hmm. of Silicon Valley, if you read some of the stuff that we've talked about in the past, then you'll know that a lot of the stories that they talk about come from the management secrets of Andy, Andy Grove. Grove, right? If you think about John Doerr and his book on OKRs. Uh, OKRs, right? All of these things, they all make reference to one man, that one man is Andy Grove. Yeah. So I've read this book a bunch of times in the past. A lot of the stuff that you could learn from this book in the early stages of Drift were not applicable yet, but as we always say, uh, you have to revisit books. And I was in the library, aka the library at home there. Okay. Uh-huh. And the, I was looking through my perusing, through yeah. my stacks, and I came upon this book and I was like, wait a second, now's the time. Now's the time in Drift's history yes. where we're at the right size, where we can take actually lessons from this and implement them. Because I think we first brought it at Drift, it was like 2015, there weren't a lot of teams, there weren't a lot of managers, no. there were basically no managers. No managers. The only concept you could take from it was like how to run a one-on-one. Exactly, but that's which a is blog an important post. one. It's yep. an important one, we should, we'll talk about that. Yep. But yeah, this was, you texted me a couple weeks ago and said, reread this one. I said, oh, I read this one. And you said, no, 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 reread it now. It's time to reread Because it. it's time. And I think, man, that's why I wanted to do this podcast is because I think so much of what we talk about is it's, it's pairing your learning with the moment in time. Mm-hmm. And so we talked on the last episode about like seeking out what you want to go learn about. And so for this one is like, if you're at a phase where you're at a company, you're becoming a manager, your company's growing, scaling, then this is where I go seek out this book. Totally, and if you're working at a large company, if you're working uh, with, like you said, teams and managing, this is the book that you want to read, High Output Management, yes. so many lessons in this book. Well, I'm gonna give you a couple highlights and like okay. we usually do softball. on these book reviews, a softball you, right? One of the main lessons from Andy Grove, and this is something I learned from you a lot, which is be conscious of how everything you do reflects on the people that work for you. Mm. That <laughs> means everything. You can't see me now unless right? you're watching us on the YouTube. Which you should and be. by the way, Gonzalo needs some subs, so watch us there. Yeah. I'm leaning back in the chair, mm, soaking it in. All yeah. right. This is an important one that I always harp on, yeah. which is that everything counts. Everything. everything counts. Right? Every move you make, every the way you carry yourself, every piece of communication, the way that you organize the studio, all of these things, the way you organize your office, the way yeah. you organize your day, like all of these things count and yep. they say something about you to your team. And these are the subtle clues that people will pick up on, uh, they will follow you. This is one that I had to learn, for example, just to get, to like make it more personal, which is like, 
okay, we had different conversations. I had different conversations with you throughout my progression over the last couple of years, which is like, okay, you want to be director? Here's what yep. this means now. Then you'd say stuff like, oh, you're a director now. That means you can't do this, right? Mm -hmm. Then the next shift was like, oh, you're a VP now. That means this. And I was like, why the hell does he always say that? And then when you read this, this is exactly it. Be it's conscious right of how everything you do reflects on the people that work for you. Mm -hmm. If you want to show other people on your team what management and leadership looks like, you have to be able to model that yourself. And that doesn't just happen at 2 p.m. when we're in a meeting, but that's 8.15 if I see you out on the sidewalk. Walk. That's, mm -hmm. you know, seven o'clock at night at a bar or whatever, yes. right? Yeah. That stuff has to go through all levels, which is if somebody only sees you from nine to five as this professional person, yeah. but then you have after work stuff, president's club, all this other nonsense, yeah, right? You always say this to me, which is perception is reality. Yes. Yes, and play to the position that you want. So if you want to be in a new role or if you've taken on a new role, the level of responsibility, as uh, the great Jay-Z would yes. say, the streets are watching. The streets are watching. Okay. Yeah. And what that means is that your team and the people around are watching you for cues of how they're supposed to act now. Yeah. And so how they're supposed to carry themselves. And they are doing something that we've always talked about, which is they're looking to you because they want to model the stuff that you're doing and reproduce it. So if you're modeling bad behavior, yep. that's what they're going to model because they're going to think bad behavior equals getting me in the same role. 100%. And in the same vein of that, he also said, a manager's output equals the output of his organization plus the output of the neighboring organizations under his influence. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See? It all has been written. Explain that. It's been written. Explain that. This is the Bible. It's Explain been that. Uh, what this means is that, and this is why I care about so much about all the details across the team, it's not only with single team yeah. and how they carry themselves that sets the tone for the group or the company or the greater team, but it's all those teams and other role models, right, peer groups, mm -hmm. we call them peer groups, that are you're surrounding yourself that actually model behavior as well. So even if you have a great running team and you're modeling good behavior, if you associate yourself or if your company lets other peer groups model bad behavior, then your team is going to average down yeah. to those people around you. I think you also have to be, you say this a lot, which is like the secret to getting promoted mm -hmm. is to not just do 100% of your job. No. 100% doesn't get you promoted. No, 100% is your job. 100% is your job. This to me means you want to be great, you have to show you can influence other teams, yes. right? Because if, if you're this great marketing leader, but yep. all you can do is influence the people in marketing, mm -hmm. how far are you going to make it? Mm -hmm. you got to influence sales, customer success, product, all those people. 100%. And one thing, I'm going to give you a little, little bonus, bonus for all you listeners okay. out there. Don't forget to leave a six-star rating sure. after you hear this bonus. The simplest way that you can go about by identifying, which builds on this principle, you're the future leaders in your organization. Get your pens out. Get ready. Yes. Here's how. Okay. Look, observe your company and observe the team. Yeah. And look towards the people and the desks that people naturally congregate around. Mm -hmm. That is your next wave of leaders. So if you have people on your team who are yet not leaders, but people go to them all the time to get information, they hang around their desks uh, asking questions. That's a next level one. That's next yeah. level judo. That's uh, like the that's like the water test. That's real good. That that's a six star rating yeah. worthy right uh -huh. there. Uh, if they naturally go over there, that is your secret tell. That person probably is exhibiting leadership mm. ability without having the role yet. Mm -hmm. And so you might want to double down on those people within your team. Those are your natural born leaders, right? <sighs>
Okay, how's Six that? Star ratings the only. secret tell to finding your next great manager. Look at this. Look Come at this. On. That's right. We give them all the words. Come on. The secret tell. That, that, that we're gonna have. That's gonna be separate. That's okay. that's pretty damn good. I give okay. too. Sometimes I give too much. Ultimately, you do. Sometimes, yeah, it's sometimes. okay. It's a it's a it's a you know okay. give 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 give. Then sometimes Eventually they ask. ask. Maybe yeah. they they ask. They I love ask. the flip. I don't want to give all the tips because we want you to go read this book. But there's a couple which is like saying yes means saying no to something else. Mm-hmm. Default to no. Yes. And one of the decision making exercises that I've learned and observed from working with you, DC, is you always do this thing where you lay out, before you make a decision, you lay out the guardrails. Yes. And say, I don't know what the decision is, but let's lay out the guardrails. Okay, we're doing hyper growth. Mm -hmm. We want it to be, we want it to feel like this. We want it to be this many people minimum. Mm -hmm. We want it to be this. Then from there, we can start to figure out Mm -hmm. how we make the decision. Or you've also done, I've seen you, you and Elias do this, is like, what are the things that we're saying no to? Yes. Most important. And Write those them are, out, and that's invert. Invert. That's one of the hardest things because we all, especially myself and Elias, love saying yes to everything. Yeah. But we have to start by saying no. That's why we believe so much in the book, The One Thing, why we give it out to every person who starts at Drift. Yeah. Because you have to figure out what are the real big rocks, <clears throat> what's the inverse of that, which are what are the things that you're saying no to today in order to focus your time on the things that are actually going to move yeah. the needle forward for your business, for your life, for your... Love. I, I got three more things that, that I can't skip any of them because they're all good. No Andy Grove. This was 1985 before mm-hmm. all this Real stuff G. popped up with the Google interview and all this other yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. No interview gimmicks. And you believe in this too. There are no interview gimmicks. Be straightforward. Gimmicks could leave the wrong impression. Totally. And so, so his whole interview process was no quiz, no trying to figure out the size of a manhole cover. Yeah, right? none of that Microsoft I'll never stuff. get a job anywhere. Yeah, yeah. No, in, no interview gimmicks. <laughs> yeah, no interview gimmicks. None of the old Microsoft techniques of the round hole cover and all this stuff. And I used to be part of teams and companies where I would observe people using those things, but those things only screen for one thing, people who like to solve puzzles. So like, if you want to use a lot of puzzles in your interviewing, then you're going to get a lot of people who like solving puzzles. That's so true. The problem with getting a lot of people who want to solve puzzles, and I've lived through this, is life is not a puzzle. Yeah. It's not a game, right? Like most of coming in and doing and exceeding and doing the work, as uh, Bill Walsh would say, is hard work. Yep. Very little amount of your time is spent on pure intellectual curiosity and you know solving puzzles and doing all of this kind of stuff. Very little of your work is that. So much of it is just moving the ball forward. And if all you care about is solving interesting problems, it's going to be hard work for you any place do, you go. Do the work. Uh, second to last thing I want to talk about is he said hiring is luck. Mm-hmm. So therefore, the interview process needs to be thorough. Yes. This is why we care so much about making the interview process scientific. You talk about this a lot because hiring is hard. Yes. The odds of people is going to be stacked against you. Stacked. So that's why you need to measure and track and be scientific in the hiring process. Yeah, and creating those guardrails for your hiring process, staying within those, and repeating, being repeatable in the interview process. It's also luck, so you, you're going to have to go into it understanding that there's going to be a high failure rate, yep. right? You can try to minute or at least a failure rate. Yep. And that you're never going to be perfect. And I think some people try to get paralyzed in the interview process because they want perfection and they want never to be wrong. But as Andy Grove has said, you will be wrong. You will have issues there. What you want to do is approach it in a scientific approach, have some guardrails. When you do have failures, learn from those failures. That's what that's the hardest part. And if you can learn from those failures, optimize the process going forward, you'll get better little by little, but it's gonna be an incremental uh, approach to getting there versus a perfect solution. Last one, then we'll wrap. 
Management should adjust based on talent and knowledge. These are my rough notes, so God knows what this means. Low, more hands-on and very specific. High, hands-off, act as a resource to help. Yep, you know what this what? is? This is the most famous part about this book. And is it TRM or TLM? This is like task level maturity, I think hmm. is what he calls it. It's either task level maturity, yes, it's task level maturity. And this is the most famous thing from this book, right? And we've talked about this. He coined this in 85, right? Because he's a G. Yes. Uh, but we've talked about this in the past and said, we've used examples like Colin Powell. Yep. We've used other people yep. uh, with this example. Bill Walsh, standard, standard yeah. of performance. And what he has with the TLM, the task level maturity thing, is to say that every person who comes in, takes a role, and is doing some task, depending on the maturity that they have in that task, is gonna determine how much in the weeds you're gonna to have to be with that person. Hmm. And the more maturity that they get over time with a specific task, the more you can pull away and give them more autonomy and control over that task. And so Colin Powell would say how he would train new chiefs of staff and say, hey, this is my approach. When you come on, I'm gonna be in the weeds, I'm gonna be uh, you know, breathing down your neck for every decision, and as you gain experience, I'm gonna slowly pull away yep. until one point you're gonna notice that I'm not around anymore and that you're making all the decisions, and that's the TLM, task level maturity. He had an approach to doing that not only for chiefs of staff, but for every role within the company and teaching that inside. It also gives context and makes the role more of like an apprenticeship, which is yes. like, if you're not there yet, mm -hmm. not a knock, but I'm gonna be there with you until you get there. Yeah. Or as you grow and you hire more specialized people, you're a CEO, you're not gonna know more about sales than somebody who runs sales, no. but that's gonna be different, mm -hmm. right? Then then you're hands-on with somebody in the, in the weeds in the early days. Yeah, the good thing about being a CEO is that I don't know more about anything than anybody. Right, so but, you have to, <laughs> but you have to be yeah. able to say, yeah. well, I'm a resource. How totally. can I help? What are the potholes in your area and how Absolutely. do I solve them? Absolutely. So, so that's we it. have a huge shortage of six-star ratings. It's like people forgot. Yeah. It's like a button is not working. Is Maybe the button's we not should working? Check. Is there a bug? Does somebody file a bug? Someone file a bug on Apple. Please. Maybe Apple's working against us Please. or something. But uh, we need six-star ratings. Uh -huh. Uh, Gonzalo has a little mustache, a big mustache, I should say, for uh, Movember. <laughs> a right? big mustache. Big mustache. He looks like my dad. Uh, and uh, he's sad, though. Yeah. Even though he has a lovely mustache, yeah. he's very sad because yeah. he does not have six-star ratings to look at all day long. Uh -huh. He does not have an NG2 shout-outs. Uh, he's a young man. He yeah. needs a little love. Yeah. Um, you know, he needs more love than the two of us. So give him a little love. Six-star ratings only. And subscribe on YouTube. Hit us up on the IG. That's what the kids call the Instagram. Come. Okay. Come to the uh, IG. Come to the IG. We'll give We've away got some lots books. of stories. We give away books. Follow us on Twitter. Holler at us. Much love. See ya.